So the biggest point that I'd love for you to take away from this video is that absolutely nobody is immune from alcohol and its negative effects. And it's really important for this to sink in because I want you to know that you are not broken, you're not damaged, and that there is great hope and strength within you to be able to be liberated from alcohol and overcome the emotional dependence that you may have with it so that even if you tick some of the boxes of the things that I'm about to talk about, uh, which indicate an increased likelihood or susceptibility to an alcohol use disorder or dependency, that you don't think that this is in any way going to stop you from being able to break free from it. Because the fact is, I ticked several of these boxes, and I think many Australians do, but with a lot of this reframing work that we're doing as part of this course, the very things that I did, you will be able to break free from alcohol's hold. You'll end that cognitive dissonance so you're not relying on willpower to get you through. So let's get started because I think it's really important to know a little bit about what is regarded as some of the top indicators of indicating a risk of developing a problem with alcohol. It's just good to be aware so you can check out what might relate to you in your own life and your own family's life. Okay, so the first one is all about the genetic predisposition to alcohol. So there have been studies that show that a regular consumption of alcohol, and by regular we're talking about 8 to 10 servings of alcohol in a week, modifies the neural pathways involved in the genetic control over serotonin and the GABA receptors and hypothalamic pathway access. Now, this may indicate a genetic predisposition to alcohol and there's not any one genetic test which can indicate a specific gene. Um, but the best way is to have a look around your family members and just see is there a family member or two which is well known to having a problematic relationship with alcohol. They just hit the bottle and the family knows. Well, if this is the case, it can increase that likelihood of you potentially having this genetic predisposition. Another indicator might be if you or family members have a massive tolerance to alcohol. And the way that you can really work this out is if you get a massive surge of energy the more you drink throughout the night. And you might notice around you that everybody else tends to be falling away and getting sleepy. But the people that get charged up, they're energized, they're becoming alert and awake are the ones which really may have this genetic predisposition and it can be a great indicator of a future alcohol use disorder. It's not in every case, but it's just can indicate that they've got this 
enzyme within them that can really metabolize and break down alcohol quite quickly. And this can just allow them to drink more and drink and drink and drink. This doesn't negate the health um, negatives associated with alcohol by any means. And it, it actually compounds it because they're still ingesting it all and their liver's still having to process it all. But there are just people that tend to get energized. And I know that um, I can pick out those people now when I walk in, into a room. Um, you also have, may have noticed that there are some people that get bright red and sick with the smallest amounts of alcohol. They're the ones that do not have that enzyme. It makes them sick. So, of course, they're going to be less inclined to develop any um, disorder associated with alcohol because they can't drink it. All right, the next one is how young you start drinking. And there are a lot of studies that clearly show that the younger you start, the greater the risk you are going to become a binge drinker and continue your drinking career until the point where you get an alcohol use disorder. That's quite clear. This is certainly the box that I ticked. I started drinking when I was 14. And it really is the case that once you start drinking at really, really early, the habits formed and all the beliefs are formed that you need alcohol then to cope socially, to cope with stress. Um, it's ingrained quite young and then you are not developing healthy coping mechanisms to deal with all of life's stresses. So that's another indicator. And finally, the other, the other main indicator is your environmental circumstances and emotional traumatic responses that may happen in your life. So you may not tick those other two boxes we've spoken about and you might start drinking really late in life. But, for example, if you've, you've had a traumatic experience, it could be a divorce, financial trauma, um, something that has been emotionally intense in your life, drinking alcohol straight after that, and it's may, alcohol has just made you feel immense relief. It's enabled you to feel normal, like you cope. Well, studies have shown that that, um, that salve or that, band-aid that alcohol actually allows you to feel temporarily in that moment then causes a very strong pattern then of always reaching for alcohol when you're feeling that heightened emotion and then you just get caught in that pattern of drinking again and again. Look the fact is that repetitive exposure to alcohol creates addiction those indicators just increase that likelihood a little bit more for it having to occur. But if we just get back to basics, um, the main thing is that alcohol increases that rush of dopamine and that, dop that, that euphoric feeling is short-lived. And when it fades away, when you start feeling that uneasy, restless withdrawal feeling, then you drink more. You're chasing that feel-good vibe and that's the cycle of craving and withdrawal and seeking relief. Um, you may have tolerance. You may think you can drink more. You're still doing your body damage and you're getting caught even more in the grips of that craving addiction cycle. Now, none of us are broken. This is not our fault 
It is an addictive, highly addictive substance. It's insidious. But we are now learning what it does to us. And once we've got all this information, we're becoming aware. And what we're starting to learn is that nobody's immune. And that ability to recognize what tools we can now use to dismantle alcohol's hold over us is the most empowering thing that we have within us to be able to use um, to be liberated from alcohol once and for all.